Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. In the wee hours of the morning, the Senate came together to sharpen their blade, place it firmly against your back, and just slowly drive it in. The ultimate betrayal, but, uh, you know, I gotta be honest, perhaps it's a bit unfair to claim that the Senate stabbed us all in the back, that we were betrayed, because that would imply that the senators were on our side in the first place, which they are not. Of course, there are many that are. Rand Paul led an extraordinary filibuster attempt, didn't work, but 70 members of the Senate with Joker-esque smiles on their faces said, your labor, your resources will go to Ukraine. You know, In uh, 2013, I went to Ukraine. We met many people, got to eat the food, got to learn a little bit of their history and the current politics and what was going on. And uh, and I felt for the people there. I saw an opportunity that they would get access to Europe. And finally, there could be wealth. There could be growth. Things could get better. And it's a complicated issue because uh, if you saw the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, Putin breaks it down. And it's his own uh, view of what happened, but I wouldn't say wrong. I would just say one sided. And it was that if Ukraine were to enter into a a trade agreement with the EU, it would open up the, the European Union trade goods into Ukraine. And Russia had an open customs border. Russia had an open customs border with Ukraine, which meant all the European goods and services flow into Ukraine, which then subsequently flow into Russia. And so Putin said to Ukraine, look, if you do that, we have to close off our, our customs border to you to protect our economy as well. And this created a circumstance where Yanukovych, the president, was like, what are we going to do? European, Russian. Well, in Kiev, the people were basically like, screw Russia. Europe is the wealth. And, uh, and, and it's part of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough spot. I get it. So now we're, we're well beyond that point and there's war breaking out. But I want to just stress this. The reason why I'm telling you this as I, as I get into the story of the Senate uh, betraying the American people, and it's a betrayal. I hate with a passion and despise Ukraine more than I ever thought I could. 
waking up to the news amidst the crisis we are seeing on the southern border, to which even uh, the Democrats have begun to call an invasion. Our nation is facing a crisis, a serious crisis, but it's by design. That's why I say perhaps it wasn't a knife in the back. It was a figurative knife into our chests, in front of our faces, that they will not protect our borders. They will not protect our states. They will actively fight against Texas in their desperate attempt to protect their state. They will sacrifice and destroy this country for Ukraine. I don't care about Ukraine. And at this point, to see Zelensky and the Ukrainians take from us at this point, now I'm livid. Now I despise that country. And now, you know, they deserve what they get. I would, you know, rationally and logically, I don't like that Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. I'd like to see Ukraine remain uh, uh, Ukraine. But at this point, and I and I can get it, you know, they don't want to fall. They don't want to be uh, have their parts of their country taken by Russia. I get it. But you know what? At a certain point when we are struggling in the ocean to swim and someone is pulling at your ankles as hard as they can, dragging you down at a certain point, you kick them in the face to get them off. The United States is dealing with a major crisis. And you know what? The reality is we can't survive Ukraine. We ain't winning this one. The idea that we are involved in a war for which was not declared is disgusting. People like Chuck Schumer saying we could lose this war. Oh, you could? I don't remember how I got involved in it. In the meantime, as we are struggling to stay afloat amid our own crisis, you keep giving more and more to a foreign country that will not win. And here we are. The AP News Senate passes $95.3 billion aid package for Ukraine and Israel, but fate in the House is uncertain. Well, I can at least say this. There is some hope. House Speaker Mike Johnson rejects Senate Ukraine funding bill. This from the postmillennial.com. So last night, before the Senate voted on this at 810, Mike Johnson outright said no. And they passed it anyway. I hope Mike Johnson stands firm refuses to bring this to a floor vote, and the bill is dead on arrival. Good. Let me read a statement for you. I, I, I believe that Kevin McCarthy would have steamrolled this through and said, I understand there are concerns, but I think it's fair that we give the residents a chance to determine whether or not this is the appropriate move to make. And then, of course, you get rhinos siding with Democrats to squeeze through this bill. Mike Johnson said, House Republicans were crystal clear from the very beginning of discussions that any so-called national security supplemental legislation must recognize that national security begins at our own border. The House acted 10 months ago to help enact transformative policy change by passing the Secure Our Border Act. And since then, including today, the Senate has failed to meet the moment. The Senate did the right thing last week by rejecting the Ukraine, Taiwan, Gaza, Israel immigration legislation due to its insufficient border provisions. And it should have gone back to the drawing board to amend the current bill to include real border security provisions that would actually help end the ongoing catastrophe. Instead, the Senate's foreign aid bill is silent on the most pressing issue facing our country. 
The mandate of national security supplemental legislation was to secure America's own border before sending additional foreign aid around the world. It is what the American people demand and deserve. Now, in the absence of having received any single border policy change from the Senate, the House will have to continue to work its own will on these important matters. America deserves better than the Senate's status quo. There's no guarantees. We have absolutely no guarantee that the House will stop this from happening. But man, I just, you know, I can believe it. But it does bring a bit of despair and hopelessness. I, I, I suppose we just have to keep pressing. And come November, we need a tidal wave of voters. Eric Schmidt says, nearly every Republican senator under the age of 55 voted no on this America last bill. 15 out of 17 elected since 2018 voted no. Things are changing, just not fast enough. And I hear it. I saw someone say that it's, a, it's an insanity to believe that we are going to be able to change things through elections. I humbly disagree. The issue is just that you need an overwhelming presence. The idea that you're going to change things with the status quo in terms of an election, I agree. But if we raise a tempest, if we get as many people as possible riled up, registered to vote, ready to vote, voting early, voting by mail, then yes, we could make that change. We could vote out these scumbags. We'll start here. Any member of Congress who voted to oust Santos should be voted out, period, no matter what. If check your district, figure out where you live and see if your rep voted to remove to to expel George Santos. Why? Santos was never convicted of anything. And uh, it's rather shocking that they would make this determination before he was been he had been found guilty of doing anything wrong. Many accusations in the media, and that's all it took. Vote them out. They're cowards. Any member of Congress who voted to protect the illegal immigration, who votes to fund foreign wars, who defended Mayorkas, vote them out. Check your district. This is where it matters. Additionally, guys, if we win at the state level, if y'all vote for actual America first, libertarian or Republican candidates. And if they're libertarian, they're probably going to be running on the Republican ticket. You win at the state level and you turn your state into a red state legislature. There's a there's a possibility that there could be a convention of states and you can enact dramatic change. So perhaps voting in the traditional federal sense may be a bit difficult. Win at the state level. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. We got to organize. You got to take a look at who your state reps are, who your state senators are. You've got to support. You got to talk to them. State reps and state senators, easy to contact. These are smaller communities where you live. You can check their offices. You can talk to them. Federal is a bit harder, but you can still do that too. You can always go to the office of of your uh, elected representatives and talk to them. Sometimes they're not there. Fine. It's not as hard as you might think. In fact, the public, you're allowed to go to the Capitol, enter the building, go to their office, knock and ask to speak with them. They're usually not there. Granted, they have 750,000 or more constituents. Depending on the state, could be less. Here's our good friend Chuck Schumer. Ukraine is dangerously low on supplies. If America doesn't send aid to Ukraine with this national security bill, Putin is all too likely to succeed. The only right answer to this threat is for the Senate to face it down unflinchingly by passing this national security bill ASAP. He's the joker. That's what he is. Chuck Schumer, when I saw that tweet, that is when I truly felt the hatred for Ukraine. Now, logically, you know, part of me doesn't like that feeling. You know, I've got Ukrainian friends I mentioned before. I don't blame Ukraine for trying to save themselves and to resist this. But um, I don't care. I just don't. I am sick of Zelensky. I am sick of our involvement in this conflict for no reason. Oh, they'll give you a fake reason. They will give you a fake reason indeed. No, no reason. Oh, they make every argument in the world. There was one, I can't remember which senator said this, but I saw a tweet where a senator was like, a, a, a briefed senator knows so much more about what's at stake than the average American public. Don't care. Literally don't. Vladimir Putin could do whatever he wants for all I care. I mean it. Whatever he wants. Now, that being said, if Vladimir Putin were to launch an invasion on America, I might say, Okay, looks like a war hath begun. And then you make the arguments about NATO. What if he invades NATO? You know what, man? I don't care. I am sick of NATO. I'm sick of all of it. I like Europe. Estonia, beautiful, beautiful country. But at what point when the United States is experiencing a crisis which will destroy the fabric of, its, of, of, of this nation, At what point do we stop and say, I'm sorry, NATO, we have our own problems to deal with? That is to say, if our border was secure, if our roads were fixed, if Gen Z had affordable housing, I might say, guys, we're doing pretty well. Let's consider what our allies are going through. But right now, I'll put it to you this way. I will not care for or even consider what Vladimir Putin is doing or may do while my basement is flooded and my kitchen is on fire. The neighbor across the street says, help, the guy across the alley is trying to break into my back door. And I'm going to be like, guy, Jim, I'm sorry, I can't help you. My house is on fire. 
I'm sorry, dude. And this is where we're currently at. Now, of course, in this bill, you've got J.D. Vance mentioning that this actually is a sleeper provision to impeach Donald Trump. I love it. The Washington Post writes, J.D. Vance's sloppy effort to turn MAGA world against Ukraine funding. Uh, You know, uh, Philip Bump, national columnist for The Washington Post. J.D. Vance is not turning MAGA world against Ukraine funding. MAGA world was likely against Ukraine funding before J.D. Vance got elected. That is to say, MAGA world does not want to see our money go overseas. Let me send this message to Generation Z and millennials. You there, dear Gen Z viewer, let me tell you how I would vote. $95 billion. And I know, I know, I know. It's not just Ukraine, but they're taking the brunt of this. It is Israel as well. Dear Gen Z viewer, that's right, you, young Gen Z person, I would vote to send all $95 billion to you. Just you. One, just the individual. I would rather see $95 billion US dollars be handed for no reason into the hand of some 26-year-old Gen Z person who's a graphic designer. Don't care. Literally don't. And you can do whatever you want with it because it will be better spent than it would be if we gave it away to a foreign country who cannot win their war. But here's the reality. Why am I seeing videos of Gen Z saying they can't afford food, saying they can't afford rent, saying they can't get, they, 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 they can't live in anything but a shoebox while the border is open, while we are funding a war in Ukraine for which we cannot win. Why? What if the $95 billion was uh, used to, I don't know, stop crime, fix our roads and build affordable housing? In fact, the funny thing is we don't even need government money to do it. You could issue a loan. Why, why, why not focus on America and what the needs of the younger generation is? I tell you this, my friends, they would have you turn against Donald Trump. But your best path to owning a house, sitting on your couch, watching a sporting event with a slice of pizza and just living comfortably in the country that was promised to you by your by your ancestors and forefathers, it is still there. But we have to stop the corrupt, the evil, the psychopaths. We have to vote them out. We have to vote en masse. And you know, I'm seeing that Gen Z is actually shifting towards the right. It's your only opportunity. Or I should say, if we do not see a tidal wave this November, and it's possible we don't, it'll it'll just get worse and worse and worse. And you know, I got to be honest. Life will never get better for Gen Z the, uh, unless there is a, an America first Republican wave, not a rhino neocon wave. If Democrats or the neocons win, Gen Z will live in cardboard boxes. If we see the America first Republican wing and more libertarian candidates win, Gen Z might actually get to taste the American dream, get to get those houses and not just live uh, in squalor surrounded by non-citizens who have the right to vote. That's right. In many of these cities, they're being given the right to vote. In the end, I'll tell you this. 
If Gen Z goes and votes for Democrats or rhinos or whatever, I'm not worried about it. And I think most of you wouldn't be either. Why? Because we're in the know to a certain degree and we're survivors. That is to say, life will get probably uh, life will probably get pretty bad. But I hope you all have chickens. I can hear them screaming right now. Yeah, Gen Z is going to be out of luck. I don't I don't know what they what, what they would do. But for those of us who are uh, millennials, those of us who are, are Gen Xers, in the event of true crisis and catastrophe, many of us would figure something out. Life would be bad. Gen Z, on the other hand, especially living in cities, I don't know what to say. I don't know what they would do. Become serfs on some guy's farm, maybe. But I genuinely believe that a vote for uh, America first policy and politicians. And Trump is not the, the leader necessarily. He's the avatar of the anger of those who want to see this country uh, protected. I give you this from the Atlantic. Trump encourages Putin to attack NATO members. Well, that's not true. That's a lie. At a rally on Sunday, the former president announced he would tell the Russians, do whatever the hell you want. That's a big difference saying, do whatever you want from, I encourage you to attack our allies. You see the difference here? Don't fall for their lies. Here's what Trump said. Here's the quote. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay your delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they wanted. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. There you go. Before we consider the sheer recklessness and immorality of the statement, let us first accept that this exchange almost certainly never happened. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Shut up. In what world must I provide you a service for which you did not pay? You want security services, you pay for it. It's that simple. I am sick and tired of America world police. Because that's what this has always been about. The liberal economic order, they call it. U.S. military bases everywhere, and we foot the bill. I know, I know, I know what they say. I've heard the arguments that the petrodollar being enforced around the world keeps Americans wealthy, and you don't have to, under, you, you, look, the hardships of working in a cobalt mine, you don't want to know these things. My friend, I would be content living in the mountains with a small farm working 16 hour days, farming, scavenging, hunting, raising chickens and goats. I would be content. I do not need to live in your plastic garbage reality. I know the reality is many people do. And that's why they vote Democrat. Because here's the reality. In 2016, I was talking to to, uh, some friends. And they were saying that, uh, you know, oh, I can't believe it's Trump versus Hillary. And I said, listen, I'll break it down for you. Do you like the way you live? Do you like affordable gasoline? Do you like luxury goods? Do you like the Kardashians? Do you like all that stuff? Figuratively, the Kardashians, I don't know what they were doing in 2016, but like celebrities and all that stuff. Vote for Hillary Clinton. Vote for the status quo. I'm not sure. There will be some hardships. There will be war. But she will enforce the petrodollar and she will blow children into bits to make sure that you can have that nice blouse you always wanted. The one in the window, you know what I'm talking about? If, you're, if you vote for Donald Trump, you know, things may get a little bit harder, but 
in the long run, they'll get better. Things will change, but I think for the better. The status quo of the establishment elites, it's to maintain this disgusting international world police system where we send tax dollars overseas to maintain the petrodollar so we can control control energy. Donald Trump would just make it so that our economy was better. And uh, the reality is I'm being somewhat facetious. My point is, which would you rather do? Work for that shiny new watch or let Hillary Clinton blow up a bunch of kids for that shiny new watch? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Trump's not perfect. Trump is not the pure anti-war candidate. He is an anti-war candidate. However, no new wars, withdrawal from the Middle East, peace. It's better than I've ever seen. And this is why they hate him. The machine wants the U.S. to spread its tentacles as the world police operation. Donald Trump is an end to that, and that is an existential threat to these scumbags. And right now, that's why I say it is unfair for me to describe what the Senate did as a knife stuck in your back, because when were they ever on your side? No, the Senate stands in front of you smiling uh, like the Joker, like I said, and they put the blade right in your belly. They tell you to your face they will gut you. They will take from you and they will burn this country to the ground before they let you do anything that could upset their plans because they're better informed than you. That's too bad. So long as you want to keep secrets and pretend like you're better men, then we will oppose you. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. John Stewart is back. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. The Daily Show host launched his return the other day in his segment talking about the aging presidential candidates we have. He makes fun of Joe Biden for talking about liking chocolate chip cookies or something like that. All in all, it was actually a pretty good segment. I must admit, John Stewart's a funny guy. And he points out how all these Democrats keep saying Joe Biden is vibrant with strong mental acuity. And I got to hand it to him. He goes, could you could you film it? Maybe so we can see that because all we're getting is the guy on TikTok saying he likes chocolate chip cookies. But why, my friends? The real question is, why is Joe Biden on TikTok in the first place? This is the big news. And it's more than just Donald Trump is gaining ground with uh, with young voters. 
Young voters are going Republican. It's more than that. It is a dramatic shift in what the GOP represents. It's a shift in the trends of young voters to a shocking degree. My friends, Gen Z will be and is America first conservative. I think it's fair to say that a lot of Gen Z are uh, uninitiated apolitical individuals. But with more and more polls coming out and more and more panic from Democrats that the youth vote is slipping, you can see it in their actions. I saw a video that went viral. It's by this guy who says that he was a lifelong Republican, voted Republican for 30 years, but now he is a top to bottom Democrat because the Republicans have betrayed his values. And I went, whoa, this is an older white guy who is like, I don't want to be a Republican anymore. I want to be a Democrat. Meanwhile, young people are like, I don't like Democrats. I want to be a Republican. And this man issues a warning saying Republicans are going to quit the party and, 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 then, and then the GOP loses. And I'm like, finally, the warmongering neocons are leaving. I'm 38. Well, OK, I'm 37, but I'll be 30 in a month. So just like a child, I will say I am 37 and three quarters, if not a little bit more. But I'm basically 30. I'm going to be 38 March 9th. My birthday is coming up less than a month. I uh, historically grew up in a Democrat family. I am a working class money demo adult on the slightly younger side, but moving into uh, the older side of the money demo. Of course, I am not yet middle aged. I am just an adult. Uh, what, what year is middle age? Like 40s? I don't know. Maybe 38 is whatever. And uh, but I'm at the point now where the decisions have to be made on what we will do with the inheritance that has been uh, uh, granted to us. And I don't mean I don't mean money. I mean, Eventually, society is handed off to the next generation, and it's fascinating to see millennials begin to inherit this workload. As such, I find myself aligned more so with the America First Republicans, and we are facing a Republican Party civil war. I don't like the older Republicans. I don't like these older guys who voted in, who tried to vote in Mitt Romney, (laughs) who literally did vote in Mitt Romney in the Senate, but tried to vote for Mitt Romney. I don't like John McCain. I don't like George W. Bush. I don't care for any of these Republicans. To hear an older man say that I vote a Republican my whole life and I'm a Democrat, I'm like, yes, you're a Democrat. You are a Democrat. Congratulations. You are who we are voting against. And I'm glad you're leaving because maybe now people will stop voting for these, I'll refrain from swearing, individuals in the Senate who in, the, in, in a pre-dawn vote, vote to send our money overseas in what Mitch McConnell called the most important vote. I think it was, no, no, I'm sorry. It was Romney. It was Romney. Rom, you got to love them, right? So here we are right now. What Democrats panic over young voters misses, writes Fox, January 12th. In a spate of surveys of the last four months, if a spate of, a spate of surveys is to believe, uh, are to be believed, young voters aren't just dissatisfied with Joe Biden. They're switching to support Donald Trump. Uh-huh. I was one of those younger voters, sort of. You know, In 2016, I laughed. I didn't vote for Trump. And uh, man, it's been so long. It's been eight years. I mean, I'm just I'm just about to turn 30. And then I voted for him in 2024. So four years ago, 34 is like not really the younger voter, but typically not associated with a strong Republican base. But here we are. And I noticed something that was very, very important that I think uh, uh, deserves its own segment. 
Typically and historically, the younger vote has always skewed progressive and towards the left. But something's changing. The older folks are skewing, skewing towards the Democrats and the left, embracing full scale war, which they've always been a fan of. And the right is actually challenging these notions, becoming more libertarian, less politically correct. And I think it's a historic shift. We saw this in 2018 with Pew Research showing that Gen Z was leaning slightly more conservative than any generation before it, though they were still very progressive. We now see polling that support for same-sex marriage among Gen Z is rapidly declining. That's interesting. But what I found truly interesting was that there'd be somebody who claimed to support the Republican Party now in favor of what the Democrats represent, which is adult content in schools, child sex change surgeries. I mean, these things, I don't understand why any traditional conservative would ever support. But then you realize there is one simple one simple uh, area of policy, and that's foreign policy. And that's really, isn't it? I want to show you a clip from a guy, but I want to I show you the latest news on this. And then I want to show you a clip from a man who says he's quitting the Republican Party. And I feel like he represents the abject horrors of warmongering Republicanism. And I, I shouldn't say Republicanism, but of the Republican Party of yesteryear. And I will say to you, good sir, with due respect, good riddance. I'm not going to vote for a party that wants to send our money overseas. I will say this to Gen Z. Please, if you see this, share this video. Perhaps you find yourselves in a position where you're asking why it is you can't afford an apartment, why it is you can't make a good living. Well, there are a lot of answers to these questions. It's a complicated issue, but I can tell you this. The Senate, with every Democrat, voted to send $60 billion to Ukraine, $95 billion. Hey, a portion of that's going to Israel and Taiwan. Ask yourself why it is the United States can send billions to war in Ukraine. Do you know where Ukraine is? Do you really care? You know what I say? If, you've were, if I were running, I would promise Gen Z I will take a billion dollars and we will apply it not to giving away for free. We will apply it to the solving of the problem for Gen Z so that Gen Z can effectively enter the workforce. I am in favor of student debt forgiveness. I am. Uh, student loan forgiveness is a better way to put it. And I'm not saying that we just forgive all student debt. I'm saying we suspend all interest on the debt. You got to pay back what you borrowed. It can never increase, never increase. I don't care about inflation either. Before I was like, maybe inflation, but no, 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 no. And we put an end to that system and we fight to make sure that Gen Z has an opportunity to buy homes, to, to have families. Because right now we ask ourselves, why aren't younger people having families? It's impossible to get a place to live. Meanwhile, we're dumping money into giving hotel rooms to non-citizens, offering them, them up the option to vote in some circumstances while sending our money overseas to Ukraine. So why would I support the Democrats? Take a look at this. I love it from NBC News. They don't want to run the headlines. The youth has turned away from the Democrats. But here it is. These poll numbers help explain why the Biden campaign joined TikTok. The most recent NBC News survey showed Biden disproportionately struggling with young TikTok users. And there it is. The youth vote has turned away from the Democratic Party. This is historic. Democrats typically win what little young voters there are to win. And they're losing. President Biden's reelection campaign joined TikTok, even though sources had said the campaign wouldn't formally use a social media platform. 
numbers from last month's NBC News poll may help explain the reversal because they show Biden struggling with young TikTok users, especially compared with young voters who don't use the platform. The findings are consistent with revolts results from November NBC News poll, as well as other polls showing Biden struggles with younger voters. Amazing. 11% of all voters in the most recent NBC poll are ages 18 to 34 and say they use TikTok at least once a day. They disproportionately identify as being Democrats over Republicans, 47 to 30. And they overwhelmingly prefer Democrats over Republicans, 56 to 40 in Congress. Yet in a hypothetical general election matchup, those Democratic leaning voters narrowly break for Donald Trump, 44 to 42. Now, hold on. What's the discrepancy? How could it be that younger voters say they don't like the Republican Party, they like the Democrats more, but they're going to vote for Trump? It's the party shift. It's that Donald Trump does not represent what Republicans are. Donald Trump represents something different. And people are going to say, I'll vote for Trump, but I don't like Republicans. And people like me, even I I say, you know, I was always I was Democrat all of my life. Moderate leaning. I was far left when I was younger and more moderate leaning. So if you go to a younger person today, they're going to say, what party do do you identify with? And I'm like, oh, you know, probably Democrat. Who are you voting for? Oh, definitely Trump. Well, hold on. It's because the party of the Democrats today, you may feel like you're a part of, but they've shifted and they vote and they're they're doing things now. So I think a lot of these young people are looking at it this way. Always been a Democrat. However, because of X, Y, and Z, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I don't like Republicans. That's how I describe myself. I've always been a Democrat. I think the Democrats have gone insane. The Republicans suck, but I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's the shift. I have this video. Really American tweeted, more and more Republicans are fed up with MAGA, switching to independent and planning to vote straight Democrat in 2024 in order to defeat MAGA. Make sure everyone sees this. I completely agree. This three minute video from a guy on TikTok, Real Talk with Tom. And I think it is absolutely important. Everyone see this. Democrats can squeal to themselves in joy, joyous fervor over the fact that this guy is saying what he's saying. But I want you to hear what he says as well, because I think it's very good for all of us who believe in America first. So why do I think the Republican has a lot to fear uh, in November of this year? Um, a lot's been said since the New Hampshire primaries last week about the independent vote. I think my example of moving from being a Republican to being an independent may represent why the Republican Party should be concerned. In 2016, I had been voting 36 years as a loyal straight ticket GOP voter. In 2016, I was pulling for another Republican presidential candidate. He didn't win. I had actively, actively opposed Donald Trump throughout 2016. By November, however, I voted straight ticket Republican, including Donald Trump, because I, I voted for the party, believing that Donald Trump at worst would be a joke, not a threat a joke, and that the Republican adults in the room would keep it between the ditches. 
I obviously, clearly, we all know now was wrong. I want to pause here. 30 to 36 years, a loyal Republican voter. That means George W. Bush after the invasion, George W. Bush again. That means John McCain, warmonger. Once again, that means Mitt Romney. At most, I can say he's like what? Unflavored uh, yogurt or vanilla yogurt. I feel kind of bad saying vanilla yogurt because vanilla is actually pretty awesome. Plain, perhaps. But Mitt Romney's voting to fund war in Ukraine right now. So it's clear what this guy represents. You know, I want to have this guy on the culture war. I think it'd be a great discussion. But I will say this. To me, he represents the banality of evil. And, you know, younger, in my younger days, I, I was, I didn't like saying good and evil, but I, I think that was naive upon looking at it now. It's understanding the, the nuances and what good and evil are. And nowadays, I really do feel like there is a literal good and evil. There are people on the left who lie to manipulate while accusing everyone else of doing what they do. And I, I, I think it's evil. There are people who are running for the Democrat ticket who know exactly what's going on, don't care. I think it's evil. Bowman, for instance, Jamal, uh, turns out he's some kind of 9-11 truther. He had an old blog and now he denies it. I'm like, great. A person who has these ideas who would betray them for the sake of being a Democrat is just to make money. Yeah, these people are evil. This man right here. I say the banality of evil and I'll say it to his face. We're going to reach out to him. I want to have him on the culture war and talk about these ideas. Why? A man who for decades supported the corruption of the the uh, neocon warmongering establishment. And now he's saying, I won't vote for Donald Trump because he's a threat and all these bad things. And I'm like, I can certainly respect criticism of Donald Trump, but no new wars. You see, that's the lens I see this through a man who supported every war, the killing of so many civilians overseas. And he doesn't care. I don't care at all. What policies is he defending? What policies of the Republican Party was he voting for? I honestly have no idea. The Republican Party still pro-life, still low taxes, still pro-corporation. So what were the issues you're now upset about that you'd vote for Democrats? Oh, he brings it up. War. This guy wants war. He wants Americans to murder and bomb and destroy overseas. By 2020, I still had a hard time bringing myself to vote Democratic, so I voted again for Republicans, except for the office of president. Couldn't bring myself to vote for Biden, and so I wrote in my own name as a protest vote. By the 2022 midterms, I'd gotten past that. I realized that Trump was more than a clown, he was a threat, and that it was more than Trump that was a threat, it was the MAGA party. And so by 2022, I had evolved to the point of where I voted straight Democrat. Every Democrat on the ballot I voted because I believed the Republicans had abdicated their responsibility to be, to be leaders. And that the only way we were going to right the ship was to clean house of the people who were terrified, afraid, had no moral courage to confront Donald Trump. Only in cleaning out the Republican Party could the Republican Party hope to survive in the long run. 2024, the Republican Party still can't break away from Donald Trump. I will be voting straight Democrat in 24 this year. Congratulations, sir. And imagine you're in your mid-50s, 
30 to 36 years of voting straight ticket Republican, and now you're a Democrat. But I tell you this, I, along with many other younger and Gen Z voters, will, with smiles on our faces, mark the box, pull the lever, tap the screen for Donald Trump. A 77-year-old man who is not my first choice for president, but is the only president in my lifetime to not start a war, to advocate against them, to try and bring peace, to work on the Abraham Accords, to negotiate with Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, etc. To set a timeline for the withdrawal of our forces from these foreign countries we should not be in, to make efforts to pull our troops out of Syria to try and secure our borders, to bring back manufacturing and to negotiate proper trade agreements, to tell the NATO nations, you have to pay as per these treaties. And so I will, with a smile on my face, vote for this man. And you know what? I say good riddance, sir, because you are an you you represent the warmongering elites of the neocon establishment, when you say you are leaving, just like we see so many others, I'll I'll refrain from naming them, but Lincoln Project, you know, there's a good example, rushing to be Democrats, to support the corruption of the Democratic Party. Only then can we clean house. No, you misunderstand. You, sir, are the old. And the younger generation won't support the Democrats because, well, They're mostly pro-Palestine. Donald Trump and many Republicans will be pro-Israel for sure. And I am no fan of foreign expenditures in any war or conflict. I'm not so naive to be so absolutist to be absolutist uh, anti-intervention. I think there are certain circumstances where, you know, there's compromise. But I'd say overwhelmingly anti-intervention. And if they can't justify to the American people why the U.S. should spend money in these places, then we shouldn't. And more importantly, I don't think we should spend money anywhere so long as our border is porous and our economy is in dire straits. So let it be, good sir, that you do leave. And we recognize that. For we will replace the old with the new. It's fascinating. You know, I had this idea in my mind, a song I was working on. Um, I was thinking about how I went home several years ago to my neighborhood and everything was so different, yet still the same. Same streets, the tracks, some of the stores were still there, but the old hot dog stand, now it was some kind of beauty salon. That's kind of weird. Blockbuster video, oof, I don't even know what's there anymore. I think it's actually a boutique now over on Archer and Central. And it made me feel about, uh, feel sad, you know, in a sense, but uh, not really, you know. It's like, man, things change. And if there's things you like, you have to fight to keep them, but some things can't stick around. The old blockbuster video on Archer and Central where I grew up, why would it still exist? It has no purpose. Could have turned into an arcade. Blockbuster could have survived by doing something, but they certainly had no idea how to adapt to a changing landscape with the internet. Abject failure on their part, but they're gone and we're not going to cry about it. 7-Eleven is still there. Car wash or was a laundromat. Hmm. Used to be a store called Dominic's. Yeah, it was a supermarket. Now it's a shop and save or something. And I was thinking about how you have to fight to keep the things you cherish, but sometimes things will just change. So I can certainly feel for this man who is sad. 
that the Republican Party no longer supports blowing up kids overseas, no longer wants to raid foreign countries for oil and guard poppy fields in Afghanistan. Woe is me. You are done. Your generation is gone. And now a new generation is stepping in. And it's not just young people. It's many older people who are sick of the corruption and never wanted war. A more libertarian mindset, those who followed the words of Ron Paul, perhaps. And you don't like Donald Trump, so you're going to vote for the Democrats. Vote for the Democrats like Barack Obama to blow up kids and American citizens like Abdul Rahman Al-Awlaki. And I say, good riddance to you. I will not ask for your vote. I will laugh as you walk out of the room. And I will look to Gen Z as they stand outside and say, all I want to know is, why can't I buy a house at 24, 25, 26 years old? My parents, my grandparents had kids by then, had a house in the suburbs and a good paying job. What happened to this country? Why have I not inherited? Why my whole life have I been told these stories? And I'll tell you why. Because this country takes your money, your birthright, dare I say, and they use it to blow up kids overseas. It could have been that the manufacturing base in this country was maintained and strengthened, that our border was secured, and that the world that was left to you, Gen Z and millennials, as you enter the workforce and begin to inherit industry, was a world where you could have a house, where you could be 23, 24 years old and have a family. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And feel good about what you were doing with your life. Now, all you have is news reports of non-citizens being granted the right to vote without paying into the system, being given luxury hotel rooms in New York while you struggle to pay rent on a shared 10 by 10 box with no bathroom. And men like this say, it's Donald Trump's fault. But you know what? I hope Gen Z hears this. This man representing the Republican Party over over three decades is exactly the problem we see. I see. He would vote for the Democrats who will spend ninety five billion dollars on Ukraine. As you, Gen Z, ask yourself why it is you can't afford rent. You can't afford food. Oh, it's simple. Because the money that should be going towards lowering costs, increasing competition and creating houses that you can afford is being given to Ukrainian oligarchs and to Taiwan and to Israel. It's funding foreign war. Democrats are keeping the southern border porous and refusing to secure it. And these non-citizens come to your city and are given privileges, benefits and cash while you ask why it's being taken away. All the hard work of your parents and your grandparents, it's being stripped away from you and being used to fund wars, which blow up kids. It's being used to give to non-citizens so they can live in luxury hotels. It's remarkable, isn't it? So dare I say to this man, good riddance. But we'll see how it plays out. 
It certainly looks like polls are skewing in the Republicans' favor as it pertains to the young vote, but we will see who ultimately prevails in the end. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I know a lot of people are making fun of the Houston Police Department over this story, but uh, I'm on the side of the Houston Police Department. Uh, As the story goes, Houston police ran investigation to determine preferred pronouns of Lakewood Church shooter. Uh, Yes, let me break that down for you. A woman who entered Joel Osteen's church with a rifle and opened fire on churchgoers. Well, we couldn't figure out what her pronouns were or whether she was male or female. And thus, an investigation must be done. Now, I'm half kidding when I say I actually agree with the, uh, uh, I defend the Houston police on this one. I actually think it is patently absurd that a police department would spend resources to figure out the gender, sex, of this individual in this way, but more importantly, whether or not they're using the right pronouns for this person. Okay, well, so to be fair, the reason why I have jokingly say I agree with it is nobody knows if, if this person's male or female. Nobody knows if the person is born male and wants to be a woman or born female and wants to be a man. I think this is an individual who was born female, had a kid, brought the kid with her to this shooting. I believe it was her kid, had a husband, and thus the investigation concludes it is a she, her. Now, that being said, even with this investigation, the like nobody knows what the shooter is. And that is the intent of the far left. It is, and, and, and they've done it. They have done it. They have succeeded in making it impossible for us to know the identity of an individual who committed a crime. That was always the point. Because where we're at right now, I actually, you know, last night we were on the uh, members only show. I think it was the members only Timcast IRL show. Become a member at Timcast.com. Support our work. Uh, Hannah Claire was like, wait, wasn't this a, ma- a male who's a trans woman? And we're like, no, it's a it's a woman who is a trans man. And then not. I, we don't know. When the police say we did an investigation and this person goes by she her, that doesn't mean the person is female. So we don't know. The news reported female. But what the far left has done is they've claimed male and female don't exist. They do, but they claimed they don't. For what reason? Now people won't know. You won't be able to have crime stats or victim rates. When someone says a woman was mercilessly beaten, do we actually know if it was a male or a female? No, it doesn't matter. It's just a word that means nothing at this point. Because the left has entrenched their psychotic terminology, we don't know now. And we can't. This is why they also say two plus two equals five. The intention is to make it so we don't know what's being argued or said, so we cannot navigate these systems. That's why I say these people are evil. However, I do believe, based on everything we've seen, the individual is biologically female, but you know, here's the story. The Houston Police Department gave a briefing on Monday and revealed they conducted an investigation to determine the preferred pronouns of the Lakewood Church shooter. The shooter, Janess Moreno, used previous aliases, including Jeffrey, but it's been determined that Moreno was female per police. I don't believe they said that. I believe they're saying that that's the preferred identity of the shooter or whatever. There are some discrepancies, said Commander Hassig, during the briefing. We do have reports she used multiple aliases, including Jeffrey Escalante. She has utilized both male and female names, 
But through all of our investigation at this point, talking with individual interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her. And so we are identifying her as Janess Moreno, Hispanic female. Okay. Now, what if they take the gender leftist view of what female means? And they're saying that this individual who is male decided at some point to be female. Therefore, what if, I mean, we, we've seen people change their birth certificates. So I don't honestly don't know. I honestly, we, we've, we've not cleared anything up. You will need to say she was born biologically female. Arrest records indicated that Moreno used multiple names, both male and female. And there was speculation that Moreno's identity and identifiers may have been transgender. Houston police also said Moreno had a history of mental health issues. That one's obvious. They said that there was anti-Semitic writing found among her things, which they speculated has to do with the dispute with her ex-husband's family. Moreno entered Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church on Sunday with a five-year-old child. Moreno brought a long rifle emblazed with the words Free Palestine. Two off-duty police officers at the church shot and killed Moreno. The child was shot and taken to a local hospital in critical condition and is unlikely to survive their injuries. It's absolutely shocking, man. Let me uh, let me play the the audio for you so you can hear what the police officers say, which has got everybody all uh, uh, all riled up. But here here you go. Other things that we know at this point in regards to the investigation, our shooter is identified by a driver's license as Genesee Moreno, thirty six years old, Hispanic female. There are some discrepancies. We do have reports she used multiple aliases, including Jeffrey Escalante. So she has utilized both male and female names. But through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her. And so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. I do not blame the police for having to having had to do this. I don't. This is a product of far left psychotic ideology, which results in news breaking that a person that went by Genesee and Jeffrey tried to commit a mass shooting. I mean, I should say did, but fortunately, nobody died uh, uh, except the shooter. Uh, a man was shot in the leg. After that, we're just kind of like, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You, you got a person who uses multiple uh, different gender identifiers. What does it mean? So I don't blame the police for having had to do this, but it shows you the exact purpose of the far left's manipulation of language. Of course, I brought up two plus two equaling five. That one is damning and nightmarish. The sophistry and manipulation they use to try and destroy fundamental principles. If two plus two can equal five, our computers won't work. Our, our planes will not fly. I'm not surprised. These, many of these people want us to live in, uh, in wilderness, to revert back to being farm-dwelling cave miners or, or sheep herders. And thus, they will come out with psychotic statements such as 2 plus 2 equals 5. And that being said, my view of this is the strong will survive. My concern is it is very easy for humans to lose knowledge. And, you know, you, you, these people who uh, uh, the people who don't believe we landed on the moon. They ask themselves, how did we lose the technology to shield our astronauts from radiation? 
And I'm like, we lose technology all the time. I don't What do you mean? We do. We lose technology all the time. It's actually quite simple. That's why this is so nefarious, because you can plant what is essentially a mind virus. And as it spreads, you can break down systems. And the end result is a failing society that can't figure out why the plants won't grow because they keep spraying Gatorade on them. You guys have seen Idiocracy. How do you get to that point? Because knowledge is not like knowledge is not immortal. There are many ideas that disappear. I mean, famously, the meme goes that uh, the Romans had concrete that could set underwater. And we've wondered how to do it, how to do it. How do you set concrete underwater? And I don't know if they finally figured out or whatever, but the idea that they would manipulate language, manipulate language to the point where we can't even tell if someone's male or female. This is where we're at right now. And this means that maybe in 10 or 20 or 30 years, they'll look back on this and they will say, no, the police said it was a she, her, but it was actually a he, him. So it was a guy. The example I give is uh, there's a certain pro skateboarder, which, uh, you know, I'm trying to be mean. No, no beef. So I'll just leave their name out of it for now. Biologically female, very great female skateboarder, won gold at various competitions. And the Wikipedia entry for the individual says, let's just say, you know, so-and-so. So-and-so won first place in the X Games, uh, gold medal and gold medal at the world championships. He did this. He did. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That. When you hear that, you're imagining high level male competition. The reality is it's a biological female using male pronouns. I find that shockingly offensive because you have like, let's say someone, uh, Aurelian Gerard, Nigel Houston and uh, Jinwoo. These are very prominent, famous male skateboarders. Jinwoo is like 13 years old, by the way. The other one, uh, Aurelian's in his 20s, I believe. And Nigel, I think I think might be in his late 20s, early 30s. But these guys have accomplished the highest levels of skateboarding. Female skateboarders wouldn't could not hold a candle to a 12 year old boy. I'm not trying to be a dick. Truth. This 13 year old boy, Jinwoo, has done some of the best skateboarding tricks and runs we've ever seen. The females cannot compete and cannot compare. So what happens then when Jinwoo does kickflip, frontside blunt slide, big spin out on a handrail? Don't worry about what it means. Just understand it is a very, very impressive, impressive maneuver and possibly one of the best tricks we saw at the event. Then winning first place, a female who does a board slide, meaning just jumping and sliding like the most basic and rudimentary trick wins first place, changes their pronouns from she to him. And then the news reports, Jinwoo and so-and-so win first place at X Games. Jinwoo did this. He has accomplished blah, blah, blah. And so-and-so did this. He did that or otherwise. You imagine they're on the same level. In the history books, you will look back and you will not see the video. You'll not look for it. You'll simply read the text saying he won first place. And you'll be like, wow, they must have been equally skilled. When in fact, the skill disparity was tremendous. And the implication in changing the pronouns is, is, is as if to imply 
Both individuals competed at the same place and tied. And there you have it. The destruction of language. Two plus two equaling five, I think, is a more egregious one because they do these these manipulative tricks that uh, prey on people's ignorance. The end result of which I think would be those with the, with the capability to understand, under, understand abstract thinking advance and those who don't fail. Maybe that's the point. Maybe they're tired of this idea that we have trying to tried to train low intelligence and NPC like individuals and they've artificially succeeded. There are people who argue that literacy is a bad thing, that we shouldn't teach people how to read because they can't read properly. Sure, they can they can say the words in the book, but they can't formulate the ideas properly, thus creating a corruption of the idea and its eventual degradation. As such, we should restrict their ability to read so they can never taint our beautiful and glorious ideas. Maybe, maybe that's their plan. My favorite two plus two equaling five meme is squares. Actually, you know, I'm going to pull this one up. I love this. Two plus two, five squares. This one is is one of the best manipulative uh, things I've, I've ever seen. It's 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 so masterfully manipulative to stupid people that uh, let me see. I have to I have to. There we go. Make it smaller. Here we go. Ah, Kareem Carr. What a manipulative or stupid individual. Here you can see two squares on one side, two squares on the other. But when you add them together, you get five squares. Now, how? How does it equal five? Well, each individual square is one. And then the whole of all of them together creates another square. Wow. The only problem with this is it's a trick. What you're actually looking at is not two plus two equaling five. It's 2.25 and 2.25. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 1.25 and 1.25 plus 1.25. Why? The left and, uh, and the left and top edge of the first square is 0.25. The left and bottom edge of the square is 0.25. You are not adding one and one to get three or two and two to get five. You're adding 1.25 times four to get five. This is the manipulation that stupid people would understand. They would simply see the squares when they come together. It's a fifth square as a whole without realizing the edges of each is a value in and of itself. The purpose here so that if someone is looking at a math equation, they're going to be going like, I don't understand. There's four, but you said it was five and there's five, but it's four. And and then what? The person can't make a rocket fly anymore. Or in 20 or 30 years, you end up with broken math, broken history, and a society that struggles to make fire because math was corrupted. Or perhaps you end up with what I think the Democrats are going for, which is a surf class, a surf class of individuals who aren't smart enough or capable to make machines work, who get paid less. I mean, this is why they're bringing in all the illegal immigrants. It's not just about winning elections. It's about creating a permanent underclass If they have work permits and they can work, but they're restricted from other things, you've created a permanent underclass. There are citizens and civilians, as it were. Service guarantees citizenship, I guess. And they want to create a world where if you are an American, you get certain privileges and the lessers will clean your toilets. It's like we saw in, uh, I think it was The View, when that Osborne woman was like, if we deport the illegal immigrants, who's going to clean your toilet? And they were like, no, don't say it out loud. But that's really what they think. A permanent surf class of people who can't do math. Well, it's right before your eyes. But thankfully, we have the good people at the Houston PD who can investigate whether or not a female 
has certain pronouns or not. I'll say it. I don't blame the police for this. I think it's just the harsh reality of what the left is trying to create in this country. But I do think we're going to win. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. My friends, we have a problem. And we have a problem that is more than just social media. It is a disconnect between humans and reality. In this viral video, this young woman named Good Luck Carly on TikTok was shocked to find, in fact, you can eat fruit from a tree. Seriously. I know for many of you who watch a show like this, you come from a particular background. That is, you're more likely to be inquisitive, uh, curious, and to solve your own problems. More likely, not absolutely. And this means most of you are aware and more aware than I of what you can eat outside. Now, of course, when I was little, I had a, we, had a, we had a family garden and things like that. So we knew you could eat fruits and things like that. But there are a lot of people who are growing up in a mechanized reality where they don't understand how to eat. My question then becomes to this, my friends, facing an absolute catastrophe, a breakdown of the economy. What happens to these people? Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be violent and dangerous. These people may bend the knee to dictators who promise to show them the ways of eating food, or they may just rob people and take it because they don't know how to get it themselves. But let me slow down before we're talking about the apocalypse. Let me play for you this video so you can hear for yourself. Here you go. I can't be the only person on the planet that didn't know that you can just pick a piece of fruit off of a tree and eat it. Oh, <laughs> please think of this statement. Think about what you just said, lady. I'm sorry. OK, but understand this. You are an obese woman. I don't mean that to be mean, but by worldly standards, you are fat. OK, hold on. Slow down. Slow down. I am not trying to insult her here. Please calm down. I'm pointing out that by worldly standards, this woman is well fed above average, larger weight. She doesn't even know where food comes from. The abject luxury of the let them eat cake. It's so remarkable as people around the world starve, are made of skin and bone. But overwhelmingly, I'd say what 99.9% of the planet understands you where food comes from. You have to be a special kind of elite wealthy privilege to not understand where food comes from while also being overweight. Again, Carly, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to insult you for being fat. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you look at most other countries, on average, you and most Americans weigh more than they do. You may feel bad that I am pointing this out and it is humorous to many of us, but please, I'm not trying to make you feel better. Be mean. I need to point out a shocking thing that is happening in this country to our young people. Let me play more of the video. I had a friend come over a few weeks ago and she was like, Carly, why do you have a bag of lemons in your fridge? And I said, oh, well, I use lemons in my cooking a lot. And sometimes I put them in my sparkling water. And she was just like, no, but why do you have a bag of lemons from the store? And I said, oh, well, sometimes I cook with them and I also put them in. And she said, no, you have a lemon tree outside. And I said, okay. And she said, so why do you buy lemons? And I said, because I cook with them. And, and she said, Carly, you have a lemon tree. You just pick the lemons off the tree and you put them in your food <laughs> or, or in your sparkling water. And I said, don't you have to do something to them? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you don't have to do anything to the lemons. And she was pretty upset, which I guess I am one of the very few people 
I didn't think that I was one of the very few people, but maybe I am one of the very few people that didn't know that there is nothing that you have to do to a lemon before you eat it from a tree. You can just take it off the tree. Am I the only uh-huh. person? I'm 28 for reference. Am I the only person? So 28 is the bottom end of millennial. I want to stress this again. I am not calling her disgustingly fat or trying to insult her. But yes, she has much fat on her body. That was the point I was trying to make. I'm trying not to be offensive. Okay, calm down. Angry leftists. I respect her for making this video and pointing this thing out. So the question then becomes, how do we have a generation of people who don't know how to make money, don't know how to produce value, don't know how to build, don't know how to do any trades, don't even know, heavens, that food grows. Wow, it's so crazy. You know, out here in uh, West Virginia, we're, we're in the tri-state, actually. So we, we're, it's uh, a mix between West Virginia and Maryland. But uh, almost all of our operations has now relocated to West Virginia, which is awesome. The new studio is basically done. We just got a couple more weeks for skate park construction. And then the new Free Damastan facility will be complete. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm excited. I'm excited. But out here in Western Maryland and in West Virginia, uh, we humans understand where food comes from. It's the wildest thing. People in cities are so detached from reality, perhaps because of bad education, because of intentional political manipulation to keep their serf indentured servitude class from revolting. I don't know. They don't know this. And it's not just this woman. You know, there's no reason to single her out. It's only because she made the video that she's being singled out. But I know a lot of people. We've brought people up to the property here. We call it the Cast Castle. It's just, I don't know. I don't, it's a gag name or whatever. It's a big house, studio. And uh, so let's, let's go through it. In the beginning of the year, we start to get, in the fall and the spring, it's awesome. We get chives everywhere. Because chives will grow and the grass won't. So as the weather starts warming, the grass has yet to begin growing. Chives already are growing. Forest onion, we call it. Holy crap. So delicious. Okay. You go outside, you got to get the good ones because you can get bad ones. They're kind of grassy tasting, but you pull a big, you just rip them out. They grow back and uh, the tips will brown or whatever, but you grow them out. Give them a nice little sniff. Chives, delicious. We chop them up, mix them into the beef. We made burgers. I love it. Now, the beef, of course, comes from the farm down the street where they actually do their own butchering. That's right. They, there's cows everywhere. The cows eat grass, get big, and they also have feed and stuff like that. And then the cow is killed and you eat its muscles. There's another viral video where a bunch of Gen Z people were like, wait, meat is muscles? I thought meat was meat. (laughs) What do you think you're eating? You're eating the muscles. There's organ meat too. Some people like eating organ meat. They say it's healthy. Old traditions were, if you were having a problem with your liver or your kidneys, you eat the kidneys of an animal. Why? Well, because what you're missing may be in those kidneys. I mean, it's clever, isn't it? Not always perfect. But so uh, we have chives, they pop up. And then we start to get into, uh, I think the first thing we start to get is the berries. The pears, we have a pear tree, we have a couple apple trees. Those take a long time to grow. So you'll start to see them grow after spring. There's flowering and then the pollination happens and then the fruits start to grow. But we get a lot of berries. And my favorite time of year is wine berry season. It's an invasive Chinese berry, but they're everywhere. And it's the weirdest thing to me. Because, um, you know, even 10 years ago, I had chickens. And the first time, I mean, I understood this, but we had chickens, they laid eggs and I brought them in. I'm like, 
we have eggs. I guess we just eat them. You know, I've never had chickens before this. And uh, we would have eggs every morning, a couple eggs every morning from the chickens. And it was awesome. And there are people who live in the world that she lives in. I have brought people to the castle. And we've got apple trees. The apples will be big enough you can eat them. I mean, you usually want to wait till they're ripe and, you know, big. But you can eat them when they're a bit starchier and more tart. You got mulberries. I can't have those. I have, I have an allergic. Um, we have wild blueberry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, wild blue, uh, uh, black raspberries. Sorry, I almost said blueberries. Black raspberries. Um, and uh, the wine berries are everywhere. We have wild blackberries. We have grapes everywhere. They're called frost grapes. They're itty bitty and they taste kind of funky. So I'm not a fan, but you could just grab them and eat them. You can just literally grab all this stuff. It's food. It's everywhere. The crazy thing to me is when people come here because, you know, we bring out guests, we fly them out, we cover travel and accommodation for all our guests, and they're used to doing shows in cities. And in cities, there's no fruit and stuff everywhere. There's a good reason why there isn't. And so I get asked this frequently, like, did you plant these? You're, you're, you're asking me if the 300,000 grapes surrounding the property and vines growing on all of the trees, you're asking if I planted those? Yeah, do, do, do you plant them? No, they just, they just are. This is nature. <laughs> and then we get pawpaw season at, uh, towards the uh, 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 like end of September, October. And their uh, pawpaws, if you don't know, they are green, mushy fruits. Uh, they're mushy when they're ripe and they're really easy to eat. And, I, you know, people describe it as like avocado and mango combined with a little banana mixed in there. I also feel like it's got a little like of a bready kind of taste, but it's mushy. So it's not the texture you'd expect from like a bread, but it's got a little smell like that. And uh, you just walk up, pick it off the tree, rip it open and just eat it. There's seeds in there, pull them out. And I get asked this frequently. Did you plant these? And I'm like, dude, this is the wilderness. And then I get people being like, I don't want to eat it. No, for real. We'll, we'll I'll ride up and there will be uh, just like a row of wine berries. Like they're little red berries, they look like raspberries. And they're awesome. They're tart and they're delicious. And I'll just grab a handful and go, wham, throw it right in my mouth. And they'll be like, you can just eat them? Well, yeah. What else do you eat? This may be shocking to many people, but in fact... That rabbit that's outside, you can eat that too. Now, don't rely on it. They're low in fat and the lean meat's bad for you. It's what, uh, you'll, you'll experience what's called rabbit starvation if it's all you're eating. But the secret is to crack open the bones and boil the marrow out and mix it so the fat from the bones gets in with the meat and you get a little bit more fat in your diet. I wouldn't, uh, my understanding is that you'll still die. But uh, that's how you do it, how you have rabbit. Now, rabbit, of course, is fine. Um... What is it? What, what do they? What do they call it? Hassenpfeffer? Is that the German dish? I learned that from Looney Tunes. Um, but there's also groundhogs and there's deer everywhere. Every day I look out my window, there's like seven or eight deer just living in my lawn. And uh, if we didn't live in the luxury of the modern world, I'd go start blasting, and then I'd you know I, you wouldn't use handguns, but you start blasting, and then you go and eat it. <laughs> you get you you know in, in modern era you get permits and stuff, but we've got um I think out here we have a problem with too many deer. Because they're all kind of gaunt and uh, it's caused, it causes problems. They get diseased and they starve. And, yikes. And then we have vultures everywhere. But I think, you know, the, the main reason I want to talk about this is, you know, with all due respect to this uh, young woman, it is very terrifying to me that there exists a generation of people that should the economy collapse will be standing in a concrete jungle. It smells like sour milk being like, I am hungry. What do I eat? 
And what do you think they're going to eat? Now, I read a great story about the, um, what was it, the Donner Party? And uh, many of them chose to starve to death instead of eating each other. It's a wild story. You should definitely read about it. And some of them just said, I don't want to die. And so the people who froze to death were perfectly preserved and they were cooked and eaten. Others refusing to eat a human starved to death and became food. Was it the Donner Party, right? It's a wild story. It's a, it's a sad story. But this is the reality. These people only exist in this bubble. The luxuries of the Internet age and this younger generation and feminism and all that exists in this bubble of security that the giants for whom whose shoulders we stand upon have created this world for us much to our own detriment. There's a lot more to talk about in it, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.